joining us today on Daily in the Word. This is Rich Chassie, your host and teacher. Today we'll be diving into John chapter 18 as we get into what is known as the Passion of Christ as Jesus now faces his betrayal, his arrest, and all the events that lead up to the crucifixion of Christ and his death on the cross. So let's go ahead and begin reading in John chapter 18, verse 1, and we'll conclude at verse 14. When he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side there was a garden, and he and his disciples went into it. Now Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place, because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the garden, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, Who is it that you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said, and Judas the traitor was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Again he asked them, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so that the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it, and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Jesus commanded Peter, Put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the Father has given me? Then the detachment of soldiers with its commander and the Jewish officials arrested Jesus. They bound him and brought him first to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest that year. Caiaphas was the one who had advised the Jewish leaders that it would be good if one man died for the people. Jesus had just finished his high priestly prayer from John chapter 17, and with his disciples they crossed the valley outside of the city of Jerusalem and up into the Mount of Olives where there was a garden there, and that was a familiar place to all of them. They went there, and there are details from the other Gospels that we get that aren't listed here from John. And of course, John gives us some details that aren't in the others, but you piece them all together, and you know that they were there praying, and some of the disciples were falling asleep, and it was a long night. And then Judas leads this band of soldiers and Jewish leaders and chief priests and Pharisees, and they're carrying torches and lanterns and weapons. And all of that, of course, was completely unnecessary because Jesus was willing to go to the cross. Jesus went out to meet them and asked, who is it that you want? Of course, they replied, Jesus of Nazareth. And we're told there that it is Judas who meets him and with a kiss betrays him. Jesus responds by saying, I am he. Now, this is quite literally in the Greek, just the words, I am. And of course, if you are a student of the Old Testament, you know that the name of God that was given by God to Moses all the way back in the book of Exodus is the name, I am. It's just a a statement of his 
existence. He doesn't have a past or a future. He is eternal, and he is I am, the great I am. And when Jesus says that, these soldiers fell back to the ground. It was an awkward way of of saying it in English. They drew back and fell to the ground. And it was a startling moment for them. What was the cause of that? It was just Jesus and his declaration of saying, I am. The force of that statement, the majesty of that statement just knocks them over. And still, they choose to get up and they're going to go through with it. Of course, Judas the traitor was standing there with him, as John mentions, and he had already kissed him and betrayed him. Jesus, as they're being startled and they're trying to get back to their feet, and he's like, okay, guys, (laughs) who is it that you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said, and Jesus answers again, I'm, I told you already, I'm, I'm the one. I am he. I am. If you're looking for me, then let these men go. And then John reminds us, this happens so that the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me, going back to John chapter 6. And then the other Gospels let us know that the disciples were there. They, they had been armed. And they were, in a sense, ready for a fight, sort of. They're asking in the other Gospels, should we fight? At this point, Simon Peter's not waiting for an answer. He draws his sword, and he strikes the high priest's servant. And you got to know, he wasn't aiming for his ear. (laughs) He was aiming for his head, and he cut off his right ear. That kind of tells you what kind of soldiers these were. Uh, The disciples weren't quite all there. Again, Luke's gospel lets us know that that Jesus puts his right hand on the head of Malchus, the servant who lost his ear, and Jesus healed him in that moment. And again, they're still going to arrest him. The guy's ear just got cut off, and he's going to still participate in this arresting party once Jesus puts his hands there and heals him? I don't I don't get that. But it's all predetermined. It's this is all part of God's plan. So Jesus commanded Peter, and this is an interesting statement, put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the Father has given me? Now again from the other gospels we know that Jesus was talking about being able to avoid this cup, but he's gonna do God's will. He's gonna do his father's will and drink this cup, even though it's as bitter as can be. He's going to the cross. He's going to pay the penalty for our sin. He's going to be rejected by his own father. And yet, shall I not drink the cup the father has given me? Of course, the disciples and Peter would not have understood that statement, but Jesus fully understood. So the detachment of soldiers and the commander and the Jewish official officials, they arrested Jesus, they bound him, and they brought him first to Annas. Now, Annas was the high priest all the way going all the way back to AD 6. But the Romans didn't want high priests to have a lifetime appointment. That was the normal Old Testament custom, that the high priest would serve for his lifetime. The Romans didn't like that arrangement. They didn't want to have power focused on just one man, and so they forced the high priest position to be passed around, if you will. 
And so Annas' sons took their turns, and now Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year, was his son-in-law. And again, John reminds us of a previous statement from Caiaphas, the one who advised the Jewish leaders that it would be good if one man died for the people. And so they have Jesus where they want him now. They want to be able to kill him. They want him to die so that they will be able to go on with their authority, with their power, so that Rome won't be threatened by what Jesus presents, at least in their eyes. They're ready to go. They'll have a problem, though, because they can't put Jesus to death on their own authority. They will need Rome and the Roman governor to step in and carry out the execution. They were not permitted by Rome to do that themselves. And so we have the story set up. Jesus has now been betrayed. He has been arrested. And now he is standing in these overnight illegal trials. It's amazing to me that you have these Jewish leaders, these religious leaders and Pharisees who are willing to have this illegal trial. It would be illegal to have this kind of a trial in the middle of the night. None of it made sense. None of it was legal. But again, this is all part of God's plan. So none of this should surprise us. It is what God intended to happen. And yet, it does seem like it's a travesty of misjustice here, but it's all a part of what God is doing. Lord, we thank you. Thank you again for your word, and thank you for what we're about to experience in this week as we continue reading about the passion of Christ as he is facing what is coming, going to the cross to pay the penalty for our sin, all of the physical and torment that and, and pain that he will that he will face, we can't imagine. And Lord, the thing that we can't even come close to imagining is the pain and the anguish of paying for our sin. Oh, the sin of the world, past, present, and future, laid upon Jesus. The punishment that every one of us deserves again, laid upon Jesus, and to be forsaken by the Father in that moment. Lord, we can't imagine what Jesus was going through and what he was facing. But Lord, we thank you that Jesus was willing to go to the cross, that he was willing to be betrayed by someone who had been so close to him for three years that he willingly went. We know in one of the other Gospels that he could have called a legion of angels to come and rescue him, but that would have missed the point. Jesus had come for this moment. We thank you for all of it, and we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you again for listening with us here on Daily in the Word. I sure, I sure hope that you are benefiting from our daily study of God's Word in these bite-sized chunks. I pray that it's a blessing to your day. I pray that it's a blessing to your relationship with Jesus. And I hope that you're willing to share this now with people in your life 
to point them to the different podcast platforms and to tell them where to look and to find it. It's a way to share the gospel. All through this time, we have been sharing the gospel with people as we present the text, as we pray. And for those who have never trusted Jesus Christ as Savior, what an opportunity to hear the message of the Gospel of John, where the Gospel is presented so simply and so clearly. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for rating us five stars. If you haven't done that, I encourage you to do that. Write us a review. If you are on the Apple podcast, there's the opportunity to do that. And again, just thank you for listening and being with us here on a daily basis. So I hope that you have a great day. We'll see you again next time here on Daily in the Word.